Look, before I get into what I want to talk mm. about, <laughs> what is the best celebrity guest role in a television show or movie where they play themselves? Oh. Oh, um... Oh, oh my god, why have you... Oh <laughs> my put you god. on the spot? Because uh, I like uh, to do it so much fun. <laughs> oh my god, no. I, no, it's come to mind when we done a couple of weeks ago, um, what you call it? Hey, Annie Hall, and they brought the director out of that film, but that's clearly... I've got no clue who that is, <laughs> so it doesn't count. So we're talking about just saying the guy from Annie Hall and the, the queue for the cinema? <laughs> no. Oh my god, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, shit. Um, I don't know, Chuff, you've absolutely put me in his voice. Can I, I tell know. you the correct answer? <laughs> This, oh, fuck. this is why you never told me this because I didn't have time to prepare. I go, it's Tyson Fury appearing on WWE Friday Night SmackDown this past week. It was the Wait, most marvelous shot up, mate. And he's going to be on Raw tonight in the hands of a live microphone. And I literally am staying to up. Tyson Fury, mate. He's front row of SmackDown and he jumped the barricade and tried to fight Braun Strowman. And hundreds of security held him back. So the rumor no. is it's going to be Tyson Fury. Fury versus Braun Strowman in Saudi Arabia at WWE Crown Jewel within the next month. This is no why. What's he doing? Is he is he preparing for the worst in this like, boxing career? Mate, surely not. Mayweather did it when he was at the height of his powers. He fought the big show. Did he? Ah, he WrestleMania twenty three. Floyd Mayweather. No, Floyd Mayweather versus Big Show. I'll live and learn then. All right, fair enough to all the Mate, best advice. I cannot <laughs> wait for it. And this isn't the same night that Cain Velasquez debuted in WWE to attack Brock Lesnar and all. I'm fucking buzzing for this Fox deal. They're getting all the actual sportsmen in. It's going to be great. The thing is, they didn't have music for Cain Velasquez, so he just came out with Ray, Ray Mysterio. It was class. <laughs> It's <laughs> just like <laughs> Rey Mysterio and then Kane Velasquez, wow. former UFC heavyweight champion, just comes up behind him, and I'm pure marking out what's seen this unfold from Twitter. Because of course, at the lodges, I was not allowed to watch this live. I'm scrolling through my Twitter feed trying to see what updates are happening. And it's like Kane Velasquez, Tyson Fury. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And then, do you know this DJ called Marshmallow? He he won the twenty four seven title on SmackDown as well. Aye. Yes. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> Have you seen? Right, no, no, no. I hate, I hate wrestling. Wrestling's so shy. Ridiculous. Uh, well, actually, before Chuff uh, goes in an absolute fit about wrestling, you can listen to our local wrestling podcast, Deep Sleep Um which Chuff is a regular member of. Um, but. This is a film podcast, and we'll be talking we about Scary, Scary Movie, Movie today. Two thousand parody slasher film directed by Kieran Ivory Wayans, which I don't know if I've said any of his three names right there. Um, <laughs> this is a weird one for us to have picked. Even when I picked it, I was pure like, no, 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 no. It's not. But a how, do you, it's not, it's, it's <laughs> how do you critique this? How do you critique this movie? Um, you could literally, actually, you know, let's, let's rewind, let's pretend we never say any of this and let's say, hi guys, we are now reviewing Skinny Movie Slash Scream today because it's exactly the same film. I know that it's supposed to be, but honest to God, see when this came out, um, funnily enough, see when this came out, it's the 2000, when did I actually say this came out? 2002? 2000. 2002. <laughs> 2000, Christ. So I never seen it. 
So I must have been in like first year, so maybe like I don't know, yeah. twelve, thirteen or something. And you know that way, like you you watch scary movies when they were on the TV and all that, and like you were just getting a taste of for it. So because you weren't old enough to go to the cinema and see them, so scary movie was probably the first actual scary movie I've seen because my brother bought it in DVD and he let me watch it. And uh, so the the weirdest thing happened. So when I watched it, I didn't realise yeah. it was a parody. Strange, I know. As a twelve, thirteen year old boy, you'd think I would have clicked on, but no. Um, there was some parts in it, like so the ghost face and all that was pretty scary. But then a couple of years later, after that, I watched Scream and I thought, why did this <laughs> scary movie? And um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> obviously, uh, the joke's on me. But I think, uh, I mean, scary movie in general. If you watch every single one, I think of uh, in each order, they date for like they're not they're very dated films as you keep going yeah. along the the list. But scary movie is probably holds up as one of the highest in terms of consistently funny throughout it. And I mean funny, like I watch it and not laugh once, but I'll be like, Aye, well, is, well that's what I was gonna ask this you. Did good. you laugh when you rewatched it, did you laugh <laughs> at all? We get this segment of the show where um, laugh a minute. That's the theme music for it. <laughs> <laughs> um guys, I, I know every week you hear my ice cream van come How do we always get it in time? Even when we change the time, somehow that ice cream van always ends up in the show. I want to stress this podcast is not on a regular schedule. This could be on a Wednesday afternoon, a Sunday morning, or a Monday night. And this van what the always fuck? comes around. If it's not that, it's, it's my absolute bins. And then on the very first episode I was on, there is no silence in space. It's constant. Um, uh, did you laugh? Go again. Scary movie at all? Yes, I did. Um, and I, I'm ashamed to say it. It's just so fucking stupid. And it's like, and it's like the start when it's like your mama is like, she's your mama fool. And he's like, ah, oh yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, it's just so. And then like the the was ah, but and I'm like, this is so. It's so stupid. It's. It, I think that's you, you need to sit and watch this film. <laughs> you can, I don't think MD can, but you can't sit down and watch this film and critique it, as you say. You can't sit and go, no, like this conveyed this, this done that. You can't do that. But this film, this film needs to be put on <laughs> when either like you've got pals around, you're drunk, or <laughs> like you, you just kind of want to put it on the background sound. This it's is the ultimate so ITV2 movie. I've literally written down the two bits I laughed at though. Like, because like, I am not, this is actually my first time film. I don't think I've sat and watched this movie all the way through. Hold on, hold on. I've, You're I've joking? Seen bits have you never this seen... movie? I have never watched it from beginning to end. That's an absolute. I've seen a lot of screen. I've just never seen that. Like the bits I laughed at. What are you waiting for? Is hilarious when that guy's on top of the building and she comes <laughs> oh, out. Yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> like, what am I waiting for? It's so, it's so stupid, but it's so funny. And I've literally wrote this down. I laughed at this bit, but you'll appreciate how serious I am. Girl in cinema deserves to die. Um, is this, is this, that's what I've written down. Oh, yes. Literally, if there was one thing that... If, forget Joker. This movie is going to make me want to commit violent crimes if a girl with that actually pops up in the cinema <laughs> when I'm there, man. Oh, she was... Uh, that is honestly the definition of your worst, worst person. Uh, but the thing is, trust a hypocrite because he takes his phone out and all that. No, I don't. Cinema. He's an absolute when? liar. When? Are you dead? You did. You took it out twice during it. 
but it was before it. It was during the adverts. But you the still hate it. Fine. I know you hate it. The adverts are fine. Like that was the one decent thing she said. Oh, it's still the trailer. I was like, okay, I'll let her off. I didn't write down she deserved to die as of yet. I just wrote girl in cinema at that point. <laughs> it was when the movie started. <laughs> then, then I got like absolutely fuming. Um, but I, apart from that. I didn't laugh that much. I'm not going to lie to you. It was it was like watching a bad oh. episode of Rules of Engagement or something like that. <laughs> but th- this is what I think. This is the point. Like, see, mm-hmm. scary movie. I remember seeing it and laughing a lot. But as I, I mean, like, it's of its time. But some people have actually parodied <laughs> this parody, and it's it's like it's like with the Matrix joke. It's mm. like when the whole bullet time thing. It just it, it's been done to death, and I think everything in it has been done to death. Uh, there's some bits in this that just would not get away with in this modern yeah, age, the obviously. Black, like, the black stuff was the stuff that I've, I've noticed more. Um, it was like... <laughs> yeah, it was, was, like, it was uh, just... I was kind of like... Mm. But then the thing was, half the cast uh, was people of colour, and it was directed and written by um, black, like Keenan Ivory Lyons is black as well. So I suppose it's fair game. Like we're talking about with Annie Hall, like if um, well, what's his name's a Jew, um, he can write Jew jokes. Yeah, if Woody Allen, oh, Woody Allen, yeah, Andy right, I... Wayans wants to make jokes about blacks that are pure stereotypical, then surely that's his fair game to do so. Also, <laughs> but even like the, the time, I think I don't think there was many for until like it's probably the start of like when like black jokes and all that were funny in like the early two thousands, like white chicks, directed white chicks as well. movie. <laughs> shock horror you know what I mean like the, it's just it's a, it was a common thing at the time um, and like it's and I hate saying this but it was it's an easy joke to make but I think at that time a lot of people don't want to make that joke because again it's probably white directors white writers and all that and it, it would look a bit like oh I don't know anything about this but when you've got like a half a like I mean I'm not saying like um, Black Panther should come out in the end world but <laughs> my <laughs> god like, uh, Jesus <laughs> Kevin Feige, Kevin Feige would, would be cancelled for lack of a better term absolutely cancelled <laughs> um, but no I think uh, as you say like it is a weird film that we're reviewing but I think it's um, it's just so it's just stupid. It's just a pure stupid film. But I think they've done it well. See, considering after this, I like the idea of them taking a scary mm-hmm. film, right? Um, and just parodying it from, like, basically yeah. beat by beat um, and making their own thing. But as the scary movies went on, they, they kind of just started putting yeah. their hand into different films. So, like, Scary Movie 2 was The Exorcist, but it had, like, bits of different, uh, like, the. Um, like bits here and there, and Scary Movie Three is just fucking everything. Like it's the ring, but it's got everything else. And Scary Movie Four just spent on <laughs> by that by point you tuned out. You're just like that. Um, absolutely not, because it had Lindsay Lohan in it. Weird. Um, but uh, there's, uh, I think I like the only thing I like about this film is it does. It's like with the Family Guy Star Wars parodies, it takes the film beat by beat and takes the piss but it's such a weird film to take the piss out because Scream is already ah, it's exactly what I wrote down film. here but the reason because it's like halfway between a parody and like an actually good scary movie in its own right you know what I mean like and that's like mm-hmm. Scream gets yeah. that balance right when I'm watching this it's like it's hard because you're watching it for different reasons but personally I'm going to watch Scream Ten times before I ever watch Scary Movie again, but that's just my like preference. You know what I mean? Oh no, a hundred percent. Like if you gave me Scream or Scary Movie, I would put ninety five percent time pick Scream because, like, um, what do you call them? 
uh, Jughead Jones's dad is um, the killer on the screen, and it's, it's so surreal seeing that. Um, what's his face? You'll know his name. Was he? Oh, you I know can't what? Remember his name, mate. I actually cannot remember his name for the life of me. That's oh, ridiculous part for you. Mate, um, forget Jughead's dad. But, but you know what I mean. Forget like, I think Al fucking Cooper in this movie. Do we? In Scary Movie, aye. He's a uh, he's one of the guys who gets killed early on. Oh my god, D- does he? Yeah, he's, not the, he's the Bond guy. So, oh my god, <laughs> so, <yes. laughs> that's why I was feel silent. Then I was like, he's going to go into Hal, and I'm going to mark out. But no, you never mentioned Hal's name, and I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I did not. Mate, what the fuck? Absolutely wild. Um. Hal Cooper deserves to die anyway, let's be honest. See, we're honest, Riverdale should die, but that's a conversation. We definitely have that conversation at Nardy. <laughs> we definitely do. Oh, I do. But scream every day of the oh. week, because it's just better. Scream every day of the week. Um, I think because Scream um, with the Ghostface stuff, and it, it was like with Shaggy as well. And like, so, oh my god, so many iconic people in that film, but um, Shaggy and uh, Jughead Jones' dad and is like, they're just taking a piss. Like, they've watched so many slasher films, they just know it inside out, they know exactly what to do. Um, like saying all the cliche lines, like "I'll be back, I'll be right back," yeah. and um, but then scary movie done it, and like they just ripped that, and you like they just took it to a whole different level. And I think see if see if you showed me Scream and then scary movie at the time, I think I would appreciate the scary movie mm. more. But because I seen scary movie and then Scream, I was just like, "Oh, Scream is missing the punchline." Yes. You know what I mean, like I was kind of like, <laughs> "Where's yeah, the joke?" Like because scary scary movie already like pushed it out. But, Do you know um, the one no, I think brilliant bit of parody they did is Courtney Cox's character is called Gale Weathers in Scream and they've changed the name mm. to Gale Hailstorm in this game. Oh yeah. That's absolutely the last part of it. I loved that. I was like, that's so funny. Absolutely so funny. What was your so this movie obviously parodies a lot of other films. What is your favourite parody apart from the obvious one in Scream that Scary Movie tries to take on? Oh, is there not like a Baywatch bit at the yeah. start? And, <laughs> uh, and like, he stabs her tit, right? See, for the longest time, right? I get taken a piss out in school for this. Um, so basically, when she's doing the, like, she's running through the sprinklers and flipping her hair, and then uh, Ghostface comes out and stabs her in the tit and takes out the, the, whatever it is. I don't know. The, the enhancement. <laughs> I don't know what to call it. Um, I remember telling somebody in school that I was like, oh, the bit when they stabbed her tit. And I said the block of ice comes out, and then I'm very much girl on the 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 within the conversation was like, "What do you mean the block of ice?" And I was like, "I take a bit of ice out of it," and they're like, "That's not ice, look." And I'm like, "No, it is. It's obviously ice." <laughs> I was very naive and very. very I'm much just completely <laughs> going to pretend that I did, and not also today think it was ice, and it was like an ice heart. I thought that was the joke completely, as well today uh, I, I you've explained that to me as well but it's no surprise that Carmen Electra running naked through the grass as rain comes around her is one of your favourite parts of this movie because it's a wonderful part uh, of the film um, also I just want to say I've typed in uh, Lachlan Monroe scary film right. Scary, scary film oh my god why have I typed that in I mean it's a scary movie <laughs> um uh, and I've just started looking at screenshots. How did I know Clock at the time? <laughs> there is. <laughs> That's ridiculous for oh, me. Oh, mate. Uh, like, these things happen all the time. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, 
It's got it's got to have. How many? But um, we put a Hal Cooper watch on it. <laughs> the rest of our films that we encounter, just in case. The, Auckland Monroe. See if Auckland Monroe's in anything else. I know. Just in case. Um, what do you call him? Was he? Was he? Was he got spoilers for Riverdale? What is his murder name called? A oh, fucking the, the Black Hoods. Yeah. Shit. Uh, Oh, so stupid, man. The thing is, but I couldn't help but, like, I was so convinced myself that surely the guy who made this has something to do with Riverdale. Like, like surely because... Oh, no, 100%. Riverdale's next season's basically going to be We Know What You Did Last Summer, based off of the end of season two. So I always feel like maybe he's just wanting a second bite of the cherry with this one. I've never seen... Oh, wow. um, oh, end of season three. Don't don't do that to me I again. Just, <laughs> I was sorry. I got my seasons mixed I was up. Like, um, that, funnily enough, actually, um, I'm actually I don't I know how I'm managing to bring Roger Ebert into this discussion, right? But apparently, he said in his review of Stadium Movie to get your mummy's worth, you need to be familiar with the various teenage horror franchises. I have never seen. Um, we know what you did last summer. I know what you did last summer. Never seen it. Neither of I, to be yeah, fair. So, so that bit just reminds me. I think he's, uh, I think he's at it. By the way, well, considering I was twelve, thirteen, and the first scary film I seen was Scary mm-hmm. Movie, and I enjoyed it, then I'll get up him. To be honest, mate, though, we should t- totally watch. I know what you did last summer. Because guess who's in it? Oh, shut the fuck up! No, no it's Sarah not. Michelle Gellar and Freddie Prince Jr. AKA <laughs> Fred oh and my Daphne. God, Daphne and Fred. <laughs> The infamous couple, and well, we we've expressed multiple times on oh, this yes. podcast how much we love Scooby Doo, Scooby Doo Two Monsters, oh, cinematic masterpieces, Rise of the Silver Surfer. They are untouchable films. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> you cannot just. Uh, I remember seeing a. Tra- that was the first time I seen a trailer for Prisoner of Azkaban. Uh, was I went to see Scary Movie Two, uh, Electric Boogaloo or whatever it's called, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it was absolutely it was marvelous. What a marvelous day out of the cinema that was. Um, do you think if they were to bring out a scary movie today, what are they making scary movie about today? The Conjuring, probably. Uh, no, there would be like some kind of psycho, like mental institute, <gasps> Split. kind of. It, no, it'd be like see Hereditary, mm. like that kind of, and like I, I think we're past the point of demons and ghosts anymore. Yeah. I think that. I think we started off with paranormal activity and it ended with like possessed uh, Annabelle. So I think I think we're now moving into our, like a genre. You've just cancelled like, ghosts. Like, <laughs> well, I just cancelled ghosts once again. Spe- speaking of like, I know we're going on a tangent with scary films here. Right, it is October. We're allowed to talk about scary films. Get it, but there is a film coming out that I seen the trailer for, and it was during. Wasn't the Joker? I seen it in a different. It was. Can't mind. No, it was when we went to see it. And uh, speaking of, we need to talk about it in a minute. We'll review that Um, in part two. We're going to review the two clown movies in part two. (laughs) Oh, great. Um, The. What's it called? Hide and Go Seek fucking film. What's that called? Mate, ready or not, I seen it. I watched (laughs) it, mate. I seen it. I got bored one night. It was nine o'clock at night. And I was like, I'm going to drive to the cinema and see Ready or Not. I did the same thing with Hustlers last week. <laughs> and mate, <laughs> Ready or Not is it's maybe top five movies of the year for me. What? I, <laughs> no easily chance. the funniest film I've seen this year in the cinema. Oh, right, all right. That's a different mate, list. it's so hilarious. It's like, and it knows it's hilarious. It's not like it's hilariously bad. Like, oh, well, considering Ready or Not is like categorised here as a mystery slash thriller. Oh, 
Um, so is it the fact he laughed and makes it worrying. Also, it's got an 88% of Rotten Tomatoes. It's amazing, mate. It's basically a cabin in the woods meets Get Out. Right, that's a big, that's a big thing you just yeah, said, mate. Like, that's too huge. Cabin in the, it's very much in the style of Cabin in the Woods humour and all that. You know what I mean? Because Cabin in the Woods, for me, is a funny movie as well. Like, it's very similar to Cabin in the Woods. Right. Okay. Well, I mean, uh, as I was going to say, I think like there's since all the like the ghosts and like demons and all that. I don't think like not in fact. I'm talking shite. No, it's a, a thing now. Like, see, because of Pennywise, mm. clowns are now a really scary thing. Oh, of course, it would be it. It would definitely be it. Now you brought that up, it would definitely be it. It's gotta be it. It would be it. Like instead of Ghostface, it would be Pennywise. Yeah. And uh, they would take it from the child's perspective and in the adult's perspective. That's what the parody would be. But this brings us on to the fact that parodies don't work no, they're anymore. Gone. They they're don't. absolutely gone. I think the last one was probably... Because I'm trying to think, I didn't see Scary Movie at the time. I've seen um, Meet the Spartans. <laughs> oh, I've seen Christ. Superhero Movie. And remember when I was young, really liking Superhero Movie. Um, I don't want to go back to it and have my opinion completely changed. But when I was wee... Um, I used to watch, in fact, it was me and Jack used to watch Superhero Movie all the time. Like, when I was young. Because Drake Bell was the star of Superhero Movie. <laughs> Drake Bell was the, the Dragonfly. Dry, yes, Dragonfly. And who was it that played the guy who was clearly meant to be... Um, um, Professor X. No, not Professor... <laughs> oh, no, Leslie. The guy, the guy who played... Um, He's an airplane. He's an airplane. Uncle Ben. You I'm, know talking about, no, I'm talking about Willem Dafoe, a Green Goblin. Who was the guy who was meant to be uh, Norman Osborn in it? I remember him distinctly. Oh my god. You know what I mean? Oh, hold on, hold on. Disaster movie. <laughs> no, not disaster movie. Superhero movie. movie. Disaster, disaster movie is the one that ended the movie series. I think that an epic movie. <laughs> like, no, what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a conversation with that in an absolute second, <laughs> by the way, because I've got, I've got a lot to say about fucking parody films because I remember at the time. Um, I really, really liked them, and I would go out my way to fi- hold on. Right, we've got Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart's right. in this. Uh, Leslie Nielsen is who I'm thinking of. Uh, who played? See, because I'm looking, it, I'm looking for Green Goblin. Is it really Judge Reinhold? No, it's no. someone who looks a lot like Judge Reinhold. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, anyway, yeah, moving point, on. Will you look up? Will you look him up? So basically. Um, I remember, like, in my school, there was a lot of, like, guys loving... No guys, but, like, boys would just love parody films. I think that was just a thing, because they were easily quotable, they were funny, they were yeah. stupid, and they were, like, to everyone. Um, but I remember uh, Epic Movie came right. out, and I bought it on DVD, and I watched Epic Movie, I didn't laugh once, and I watched it continuously over and over, because <laughs> because people in my school were quoting it, and I really wanted to quote it with them. <laughs> so now... I don't know if you remember, there's a scene in that and the parody Pirates of the Caribbean, Caribbean even, and then they sing a song and it goes, We are the what? Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Very, very strange. Right. <laughs> Not very well. <laughs> so, um, uh, and then I remember, what, I used to do this thing, so I would buy like a DVD or two yeah. a week, and I didn't know what they were, I just picked them up off, actually, like, so if my mum went to Morrison's or something, I'd go with her, picked two films off a shelf for like £6, £5 mm. each, and I just watched them, right? And one of them was Disaster Movie, right? And I put Disaster Movie on, and it's the first film I can remember, like, that I, like, say I was 14, 15 at the time, that I remember 
getting a quarter, maybe not even a mm-hmm. quarter through, and having to turn it off because it was so so mm-hmm. bad. Like it, you, you could clearly tell the budget had absolutely been horsed. Like they clearly knew this was yep. the end of like parody, and they were just squeezing as much money as they could out of it. And see, like there was stuff like ogre babies and stuff I mean, like that in it as well. It was just were, bad. They were par- like they were parodying like. Um, they were like the parody in disaster films. I think that was the main point, yeah. And it just was so bad, mate. That was so, my story that you Kardashian that movie, I believe. Um, it was the first time oh, I'd seen her in anything. I didn't know about keeping up with Kardashians or anything like that. Um, I thought she looks hot, but the movie was garbage. <laughs> like, the movie was an absolute hot mess. Um, I do have to say, bringing back to that point about going to the DVDs, uh, going to this. Go to the DVDs to buy a supermarket. Go to the supermarket to buy DVDs. <laughs> what would you typically pick up? What would you be attracted to? Um, oh Christ! You can uh, go when you're I would really young, or you can go like when you're slightly older. Like, well, like, I mean, I remember the obviously like you, you had your latest. I mean, the way I done it was right. So I, I got like, yeah, obviously you you get spending money a week. Hmm. So like, I would do this really sad thing. So I got four pounds from my lunch right. every day. Only spend two pound, and by the time it got to Thursday. I would have two full seconds. I would have six or eight, eight pounds, right? Extremely smart. <laughs> and um, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. Like, so I would go, right, I can probably get one or two DVDs. So I had to go to the bottom of the shelf where, like, it'd either been like releases that have been out for a few months, like your AAA titles, or, oh, there's a dog, the infamous dog. <laughs> dog so barks. between the ice cream bags. Just barks at everything. <laughs> um, <laughs> so either. Yeah, you had to go releases that you probably already yeah. seen in the cinema, or you had to go for the obscure. So you had your Sharknado, you had your, <laughs> uh, you had your parody films, obviously, and then you had like weird, you had your odd classics. Like it's the first time I think I picked up Shawshank Redemption, nice. um, I Robot, nah, oh, um, I Robot. Like, There's a film. <laughs> There's a movie. And I, th- <laughs> I remember vaguely that my brother bought Hot Fuzz when it came out on release. Yep. And I watched it and liked it. And then I remember Shaun of the Dead was there and I had no idea they were connected and picked Shaun of the Dead up for six pounds. And Shaun of the Dead is a classic. Um, I've got an absolute humongous DVD collection, but it stopped about four or five years ago due to the digital era. It's the digital era. And it's a sad thing. I know it's not. No, it's really sad. Like, the fact is, like, as soon as I go to this shop or something, I go, oh, I quite fancy that, and I'll go to pick it up, and don't my first thought is, I could just watch it. I know. Like, and it's really sad, because it was a good, see, just walking in and knowing nothing about the film and picking it up and then watching it and see if it was good or not, that was fine by me. I remember, um, what was another one I'd done that for? And it was, it wasn't Edge of Tomorrow, it was another fucking Tom Cruise film. Night and Day? Yeah, like, Dementia. Nah, it was, it was like, it was a different planet, and it was... Oh, Oblivion? Oh, Oblivion, That was Matt yes. Damon, though. I think it was, it was Matt Damon in Oblivion. No, it wasn't. It was Tom Cruise. <laughs> and so Oblivion? You, you've been absolutely hard here because I'm on IMDb and the number one actor on Oblivion is Tom mate, Cruise. why the... F- mate, this is like, you know that fucking... Um, oh, Mandela the fucking effect. Mandela effect. Mate, I talked about this totally last week. Been, I talked about the Mandela I've effect I've totally week. been Mandela affected by a body. <laughs> I was convinced that was my demon. See if it was some... Mate, my, 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 Mandela effect, my, 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 my Mandela effect last week 
was thinking of general grievances and attack of the clones and you said to tell me it wasn't i was convinced you were cradling yourself i was convinced he was in like, i've been, put, I've been one point. the multiverse this is not my dimension it's elysium elysium Mate, you're thinking elysium. of yes you're right you're completely right do you know the dvds that i would always buy i would always like pure try and like convince my dad to buy me power rangers dvds whenever a new power rangers dvd came out oh Mate, shut up honestly lightspeed why? rescue uh, time force around that era of power of, SPD, Mate, it was, it was pre-SPD, SPD was a good show though, but Ninja Storm, oh, great, great, um, that's, that's, um, that, that's what I remember, see with parody films, and going back to the absolute topic at hand is, parody films are always in the bargain mm. bin, or the bargain basket, or the bottom of the pile, and I would pick them up just because I would say I'd see them, so you meet the Spartans, your disaster movie, your epic movie, your scary movies, and then you had the weird like side company shit, like the would parody dance films. And, yeah, um, well, that was when um, it went too far. <laughs> like, <laughs> wasn't it? That was just like they were completely gone by that point. Superhero movie was one that I watched. Um, like, I don't know. I remember buying it at the time and thinking. This is also awful, but Drake Bell's really good. And the only weird thing is, Drake Bell plays a parody of Peter mm. Parker in that. And th- then Drake Bell went on to <laughs> voice Peter Parker and many Spider-Man You can't have a too. better addition than that, though. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, that's like, I know. Hey, if you're going to do it, you just do it like that. You know what I mean? And I don't know, man. Would you, in fact, we'll do this as a wee thing, right? What f- genre do you think you could maybe do a parody film with in now, the present day? Superhero films? Super, a new superhero movie could work? Or do you think superhero <laughs> movies already point out their own cliches too much to actually parody them? Oh, good shout. I get that, but I don't know. Like, I mean, look at what's releasing. What's making the most money? And that's your superhero yeah. films. And I mean, what else is in the cinema that's making any nothing. Like, big nothing. bucks? The only nothing. things you can maybe do. So, obviously, if are... you were. I was going to say Western, but didn't Seth, uh, Seth MacFarlane already try that? With 50 ways, one 50 ways to die in the West, the West yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Once upon a time in the West. That's a great film, that'd be class, <laughs> I absolutely love that. Um, ah, you're right, it would need to be a superhero movies, but I just don't think it would work, because... No, it would work, I think they would have to... I think that's Deadpool's job. <laughs> be... Oh yeah, true, but it, it would just be too... It would be too on the nose, and I think... It, like de- like it's weird that parody films lasted for I don't think they even lasted a nah. decade, um, and they just died. And it makes you think like there was a time they were making millions upon millions. Like wh- I mean, have you got the the box office? I do. It was made it? for nineteen million. And I'm going to let you guess. Don't Google. I'm going to this on our system here. All right? How much do you, how much oh, do you yeah. made? Right, for me, nineteen million. It's got to have double of it to make a sequel. So thirty-eight. I'm going to say it made two hundred and seventy-eight million. Shut the fuck up! What? Not a chance. It was more than ten times its its budget back. What the fuck? Not a chance. I know. Yeah. Speaking of, Scary Movie Two only came out a year later, and what was it? The the budget for that was forty-five million, and it. It was 141 million, so it clearly made uh, like it started going down. It's a lot of dimension returns, though, in most franchises. Only Marvel, who's really uh, struck that it got the secret sauce to managing to build funds as it goes on. Well, saying that, Scary Movie 3 made 48 million and it got a box office but um, 
win of 220 mm. million. But Scary Movie 3 is a totally different case. Scary Movie 3 is so sensationally funny, by the way. It's not the best uh, of the Scary uh, Movies. Oh, 100%. See, if you ask me to sit down and watch Scary Movie, it'll be Scary Movie 3 every day of the week because Scary Movie 3 is definitely one of the films you can sit and go. And I think you would find that extremely yeah. funny. But, um,. Aye, definitely. Also, see out of curiosity, we're going to look at Scary Movie 5, right? Um, because Scary Movie 5, I'm pretty sure, released like quite a bit later yeah. with Lindsay Lohan and Charlie Sheen. Ah. Uh, yeah, it released in 2013, right? So it's quite a bit after that. And the budget, oh, the budget was 20 million and it, like, box office was 78. Ashley Tisdale was also in it. I'd love to get Ashley Tisdale for an interview, man. Like, I would absolutely... Why? you said this to me before. Man, I don't... There's something about... I genuinely am upset that Sharpie didn't make our top 10 villains of all time. Like, <laughs> there's something about Sharpie mm-hmm. as a character that was just... just captured 2010. You know what I mean? Around that era. In fact, two, when did the first High School Musical come out? It must have been before that, like 2006, something like that. You know what I mean? Uh, that, uh, that sounds about right. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm calling an audible here. We're going to wrap up part one of scary, of scary movie because there's, mm. like I said, there's not much to say in the movie itself. I think we've got a good discussion and everything jotting around the movie, but <laughs> in the last, in the last um, I, no, I, I don't think um, even if we did concentrate on the film, I don't think there's much to say. I think if we start to talk about the plot and the, car- uh, the actors and the characters, I think we would just start talking about exactly. scary. So I think what we've done a good job. Out of 10, personally. Personally, out of 10, this rating system's absolute bullshit, but... I'm um, four in it. I'm, I'm, I would, this is a four, that's probably the lowest score I've given. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I would give it a six. I'd give it a six. <laughs> like, um, I wouldn't watch it again. Fair play to Scary Movie, fair play to everyone involved. <laughs> I'm like, it's just not for me. I, I'll watch Scream, I'll stick with that. Guys, we're going to be back in part two. We'll be giving a brief review of both It Chapter 2 and Joker. So, I would stick around for that. So... I think you should do. My season part two. So, at chapter two was a movie that we seen. Look, would that be accurate to say? <laughs> that would be <laughs> absolutely <laughs> accurate. That's a very weird way to <laughs> propose that question. Yes, we've seen that two together. There's no secret about it. it yes, we've seen it together. Absolutely whelming. In the sense that I was more satisfied than I thought I would be because going into the movie, I'd heard very negative things about it and I actually walked out having enjoyed it. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, I heard not Well, I didn't see I heard bad things, I just heard it was less. It wasn't as good as the first part, which I mean, as a fair, like sequels aren't usually like that anyway. Well, sequels are like that anyway. Um, I think without Bill mm-hmm. Hader. In this, I think it would have it would have been bad because I was hoping James McAvoy would pull through, but James McAvoy was very he's very average, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, Fuller. very very just a, a Professor X performance. Yeah, I do say so myself. Um, just pure bland. But um, no, I thought it, I thought it was good. I thought Pennywise was. I don't, I, like, I don't find the clown scary. I just find that um, the heels me try to like justify. Oh, I, don't, I, I don't. I don't find it scary. Um, but no, I, I don't find anything scary. How dare you <laughs> suggest as such? <laughs> I, I'm absolutely. I'm so big and hard. Um, but no, it's like the film was. The film was. It wasn't creepy. It wasn't scary. And I just felt like I wanted Pennywise to be more clever. I wanted Pennywise to show like why he wanted revenge. And I think mm. I think he did. But the weird thing was, 
when you think back at it. Uh, I mean, oh, we went straight home, hmm. straight home after that. Um, but I mean, the one thing we missed out when we spoke about after it was um, it it got beat by um, it got beat by, um, got beat by an anti-bullying <laughs> campaign <laughs> essentially. <laughs> um, it's very weird. He got called him um, a sloppy bitch at one point, and he. he <laughs> Uh, Bill Hader says come and get that me, hilarious. sloppy bitch. And, Why did I not pick uh, up in that? <laughs> and that's... Uh, it, it was, oh. it was ridiculous. It was so um, funny. Uh, but like, see, when like, they started making fun of him, and it, it, what was it? Somebody said, they quoted back, it was like a pure ex macana kind of moment, and it was like, um, it was a deus ex macana kind of moment, like, oh, uh, he's a clown, he makes you feel small, yeah. so you make him feel small. And then they started shouting at him, and he turned into this wee tiny baby mm. fucking... Exactly. Hold him up under the bench. Stamped on him. And Harry Potter. Yes. It, it was very, it was weird. But see, apart from that, I think, like, I think if I watched it again, mm. I'd feel the time of it. But it was very, um, like, it, it was a very structured film in terms of, like, oh, they get back in Derry, they're back in Derry, they establish why they're there, and then they go off on their wee adventures and they have their own wee thing. Um, the one thing I will say is how fucking slimy and creepy the old woman part is. Um, <laughs> Shut uh, myself that entire I, time. I did not I want to see her come out the room. Not <laughs> <laughs> one bit that made me absolutely jump. But um, was a bit when the Bill Hader character. Um, oh, what's his face? Uh, what's his job? Um, oh, Bill uh, Richie. Richie Tozer. Richie. Richie. So. Richie's in the town centre, uh, town square, and um, there's like stuff going around him, and he's looking at the big uh, lumberjack uh, statue in the middle, and he's staring, he's staring at it, and then it just oh. jumps out. And I was so unexpected. Like, and I hate, I hate cheap jump scares, but I think that was warranted. But at the same time, like it's the same as um, there was a lot of moments in the first film that were like that, but I think because they're kids, you're more likely. Yeah, I feel you like let them away with it, even though you know they're going to sit. No, no, but because they're kids, you, you think, oh my god, like they must be absolutely shitting themselves. But see, with their adults and they're skilled, you're like, like I think what they've done really well in this is they connected the adults and the kids really well in terms of when when Pennywise is on screen with them, there's no difference. Like they're still as scared, they're still as like locked up. Um, just because they're adults doesn't mean they're suddenly not scared of them anymore. And just because they're adults doesn't mean they know how to fight them. It just shows that if you've got a fear, like it, it sometimes it relieves you and it, it eats you up at the inside. And that's what like it is all about is like just hate and like just carrying that about me and fear um the one thing i will say but it's in the book um it's in the very very start of the book actually um the bit at the start of it, chapter two with the to the gay couple and they're going away from the carnival mm. and he gets beaten up and then uh that's in the very start of the book as well and it's like beat for beat it's the exact same which i was actually quite happy with um, but it, it just shows like that it is just about like like hate and discrimination against everything. It's an embodiment of everything you feel and you hate. Um, but see that first scene when you see Pennywise for the first time in twenty seven years. Yeah. Oh my God! It, that's one bit it did very much keep me out of it. when you see him just grabbing the body out the water and you think. Oh, I, I have to say I couldn't could. know anything about um, the opening of the book or anything like that. I did find that opening very effective. Um, just because it wasn't only Pennywise's violence, it was very human violence as well to sort of counter out that. It was it, it, it was mm. Daddy's violence, which is the whole point. Like so, the whole even through the films, like with um, the oh, the wee fat character, ben. what's his face? Um, 
Ben. So Ben and Chapter chat One gets bullied quite a lot because yeah. he's new in town and um, he, and he's got he's got a bit of weight on him. Um, <laughs> he's got a bit of weight. He's a wee fat chubby boy um, and basically gets bullied a lot and there's a scene when the, the bullies are holding a knife to him against the bridge or something and there's a car that goes yeah. by and they just ignore them um, and that's the whole point like Derry is a town that just ignores everything and it was like it just centres around hate and they know something goes on but they ignore it mm-hmm. um, and they, they let their frustrations out so see when like it's anything different like a gay couple or anything like that and they see people yeah. going by and people get battled, like they'll, they will ignore it. That's why Pennywise stays there. He, fe- he feeds off it because everyone is just scared and sh- scared shitless. Um, the whole thing, um, I was really hoping they would bring out the turtle, the infamous turtle that's in the no, arch um, I was actually thinking they might do this just for a second, but... Um, they didn't, uh, weirdly, well, thankfully enough. Um, but if they did, it would be such a weird I, film. If they I'm did. glad they did. Um, the one thing, the one thing I will say though is, this film, it, Chapter One made a lot of money. It made huge amounts of money, uh, and then Chapter Two, I believe, is probably on track to probably make lots and lots of money too. I can't not see them want to make more. Uh, if they make a prequel, I, I, I'll watch it, but I won't be really that no. interested in it. I want to see what else. Obviously, like, I mean, I don't know. I feel like they have closed the book on it in general, but I can't see them not going I think, back to it. What do you think? I think it's done. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to see another one. I think if they did try and write another one, it wouldn't actually make sense story-wise, uh, to be honest with you. Um, the things yeah, I want to go back to that you couple of things you talked about and didn't talk about Bill Hader, I'd completely agree with you. I really haven't remembered him in anything. Do you know that way when you know someone's name but you just can't put like a role to them or a face to them? This movie made me remember yeah. Bill Hader. You know what I mean? I Anything yeah. he does now, I will want to see it because I don't. he wasn't only funny in this, but he does the thing that every successful comedian who becomes like a dramatic actor does and he just gets the emotional beats. He gets when he tone it down. And because his character is larger than life at times, when he does react in that sort of emotional way, it is really sort of more powerful when he does it. And I was a huge mm-hmm. fan of him in this, like a big fan. And I also like the guy who played Ben when he's an adult as well. And I haven't really seen him in much, um, but he really impressed me in it. I think his name is Jay Ryan, and he's from Neighbours, from the soap opera. So good for him, what? man, for making the jump and uh, giving it a nice good go. He's in there, like you said, he's in there against like McAvoy and Jessica Chastain and all these heavyweights around him. You know what I mean? He's coming in like we we guy. Um, like it just knocks out mm-hmm. the park, man. I was a big fan. I, but the scariest part of it for me was see the wee girl at the baseball game. And she takes yeah, him yeah, in yeah. and he yeah. calls her under and she she figures it out. She's she's no she's no mug this wee girl at the baseball game. Uh she's like, No, mm-hmm. no, I'm going away and then he starts to cry and it's like cause it's my face, isn't it? And then she has a wee mark in her face and the, it's so disgusting the way he manages to trick her and he coming back and feeling sorry for him and she's so nice and then he just eats her face, man. It was just like that bit I was pure, not only scared, but I was like angry. It makes you hate Pennywise, you know what I mean? Because it's one thing to have a mm-hmm, cool villain mm-hmm. like Pennywise that everyone's going to dress up for Halloween as, but it's another thing to actually make you hate him and that bit made me hate Pennywise and that's why I thought it was important. 
are you going to rate this out of 10 for me? <laughs> oh, Christ. Uh, I'd give I'd, it a solid 7. Mm-hmm. Like, I enjoyed it. The same. But, like, yeah. Um, the, I mean, I was just coming back to the point, like, you forgot. The one thing, like, Chapter 1 was a, like, a really, really good film, I think, and it was only because of the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, the kid actors done a really good job considering they've not had much experience, but they've done fantastic in their roles. Um, and I, I know that the adult actors um, did study the kids a lot to copy their mannerisms mm. and stuff like that just to make sure it was down. Bill Hader especially, um, he nailed Richie and so did, um, what you call him, Stranger Things? Finn uh, Wolfhart, 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 yeah. yeah. Finn Wolfhart, yeah. Um, he, I think he's a really good actor as well. But with James McAvoy and Jessica Chastain, um, I think they were burned out after Dark Phoenix. <laughs> like, they weren't working together. Did they work together um, in that? Not to say they never done a good nah, job. They were in like one, I think they were one scene it. together in it. Like, you know, I, like, uh, I just I, I, tried, I try not to think oh. about Dark Phoenix too much, but <laughs> I think. Oh, I'm not, I'm not seen it. I just I'm aware that they were the good in it. They, um, they were definitely in oh, one scene together in that movie. And that tells you as much what? you need to know about Jessica Chastain's involvement in Dark Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the disappointing thing was I really liked. Um, I, I I really like Bill uh, and Beverly um, in the ch- yeah. chapter one. I really liked the actors in that because Bill was um, he was stuttering, he had a wee bit of nerves. He was trying to like get by the fact that like his brother died and stuff like that. And um, and then Beverly was like she was just the girl of the group, and she was a wee bit fiery and like you know what I mean, like and she was going through a lot with her dad. Um, and like it just showed that she was like still a strong girl, but the Beverly that grew that grew up to be uh, seemed just like she'd not changed mm. or anything. Like um, she seemed less, you know what I mean? She wasn't as mm-hmm. bouncy. Um, so I was quite disappointed with the with that um, and J- um, James McAvoy as well. Like, I was quite disappointed they never done more. Like I got they got the point across, and I think that was it. Like I, I was just satisfied enough, mm. but I kind of wanted more. The other characters were good. Um, the guy who plays the old Spice uh, advert, he plays um, uh, what do you call him? It starts with him. Starts with him. Michael? No. Um, Mike. Does uh, Mike? Him. Yeah. Mike. Yeah, yeah. Mike. So Mike. Uh, you got Richie. You've got uh, this. See the boy, Eddie, the sick guy. Oh, what's his face? Eddie. He's an absolute double of the, like the the boy. I checked on it's ridiculous, by the way. Uh, he done a really good job, I thought. And what well, Stanley well, killed one, himself really early on. So <laughs> Stanley, uh, Stanley yeah. did. Um, but uh, it was um, in the book. They kind of they expanded that more. Like there's a full like chapter about Stanley and when he got the phone mm. call from Mike. And like basically talks about they, talk, they take him from like when he left Derry all the way up to the scene in the bath they talk about his girlfriend they talk about where he was going um, and it, it, it's like it, it wasn't successful but it was just okay and they talk about his ups and downs and he was really happy with his girlfriend they were trying to have kids but they couldn't have kids and blah 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 and then uh, they were on a kind of like a steady ground and from it's taken from the point of view of Stanley's girlfriend and Stanley's girlfriend like mm-hmm. oh Stanley was quite steady like he, he and then all of a sudden, she knew something was wrong when he took a bath at seven o'clock at night, when he never usually does, and that was it. And then the Wallies mm. wrote it, um, and it, it, that's kind of start of the book, and it kind of sets it off. Um, I still, 
is and it's weird like so that like see because they started that off in the start the second film it's interesting because obviously it's already established what it has yeah. been done what's happening but i think it's clever where the the directors kind of composed it like he's clearly done the right bits right and he's done the young part first and the second the second part second mm. for a reason because obviously he wants to get the point across and he's done really good it, like see considering it was a killer yeah. clown film um there's it's very i would say it's very hard to be taken seriously but i think now like pennywise is now properly stapled into like your trademark like your michael myers your jason Voorhees, your freddy krueger he's now on that elite kind of level i think well, another elite films. level cinematic villain um that's also a clown um had a movie come out this past week which both of us were fortunate enough to see very early on that is joker um directed by todd phillips um I don't know where to start the discussion with this film because when I came out of the cinema after seeing Joker, my initial thought was very well made movie, but I don't think I like the way mm-hmm. it made me feel. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh-huh. I th- uh, yep, yep, I'm with you. So I'll say the good things I like first, then we'll carry on. So um, I like mm-hmm. New York a lot in it. Um, the one thing we love to say in this uh, podcast is we love to say that the the actual location is a character within itself, but that's not the case here. But I think that, like, see with your 90... Mm. It's very Scorsese-esque, so see with your, your New York, it is slimy. It, and it's, it's the fact uh, you rough. can say that, because it's, it's, it's Gotham as well. It's, it's Gotham, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, um, it, it, it does show off, like, w- what it was like in the 80s, and it's very, like, it's... You're on edge constantly, and I'm pretty sure the time in the like even in New York at the time mm. in the 80s was like that. And Gotham is that it's slimy, it's uh, it's dangerous, um, and there's no Batman, so uh, the crime is crime is can be on the high on the, the rise. on the mm-hmm. on a high. Oh my god! Oh my god! Are you on a high? Okay. There, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but like even at the time so this is set in a, like a universe where your supervillains aren't a thing and Batman's not there nah, um, yet, nothing's there but, yet um, look, but the, the, it's a standalone film uh, the one thing I, so the things I liked about this film well I like New York a lot I like the setting of it uh, I liked how it showed the different like even the different cars different buildings I'm pretty sure they probably added mm-hmm. them in post um, but I like that I like that attention to detail I like it a lot um, I liked Joaquin Phoenix's performance. I, I didn't like it. Um, I loved his performance. I thought he was incredible. Oh, no, that's a very Simon Cowell, very thing. He was incredible. No, no, no. I think, I think, I think he was excellent, right? And I think he will win an Oscar for it. But, but, but there is many things he done in that which I thought you're taking the piss here. Um, he danced way too much. <laughs> he danced so, and I get mm-hmm. there was a reason why. I get there was points as yeah. to why he was doing that. But there was bits in it I was like, I think a lot of it was very forced. Like it wanted, it was the way that I seen an interview from Todd Phillips was he convinced Joaquin Phoenix to do the role because he said, I'm going to do a comic book film, but we're going to make it an actual film. So I think Todd Phillips was trying to make a comic book film, an actual film, but he had to stay to the roots. So it was weird at times, like my Joker, like obviously <laughs> people have different interpretations yeah. of the Joker, but my Joker was very, like there was bits in it that were like I mean don't get me wrong I did really mm. like this film I loved well I loved it at the time and I started thinking about it but the joker in my head is somebody who is exactly the way Joaquin Phoenix portrayed but he's also got his agenda of like 
he is wanting to make chaos. He is wanting to do this. Whereas I feel like this is like a like I, I think there's a I think maybe he knows that and there's a bit in it where there's a um, the, a modern life is playing in a theater and that's um, yeah Charlie Chaplin and Charlie Chaplin just kind of going through modern life's the film and he's kind of just getting by like dangerous scenarios when he's walking across planks across buildings and he's just been lucky I think that's the same way that the Joker is in this such, he's just yeah, he's, 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 he's severely severely unhinged and severely unwell but yet he's managed to do all yeah. the right things in terms of what he wants to do if that makes sense so well, uh, aye, the good things the good things is I feel like Walking Phoenix done a really good job the actual the scene uh, the actual location of it, like Gotham was really good I want to keep praising it. I want to link in to what you said about uh, Charlie Chaplin's one Tiger Cell off that film. Um, I watched it last year for the first time and I thought it still holds up. One thing I do like about films is that they have something to say. If you're going to make a film like this, you better have something to say about it. And I do think this film is inherently political, like Modern Times was back when it was released. This movie for me was basically positioning Joker in the position that certain politicians or members of the public have been able to capitalise on an anger that was already there. You know what I'm saying? Because Joker is taken as a symbol and jumped upon immediately because of the problems that were already existing and the way that the people had been taken advantage of by the powerful in society. And I do think at that base level, they get that completely right. Like, I like that they had that politics with it because... I think that's what's going to carry this film and from being what was just a dark and gritty superhero movie to something that could stand the generations but it kind of links into what I don't like about it but I'll let you go first with your negatives uh, to the film uh, before I jump into that well this is right my first major negative and it annoys me a lot is only post watching it and I've seen a lot I was watching a lot of interviews with Todd Phillips and I'm talking about it and he's been denying a lot of so I hate this saying, it makes me sound so <laughs> pricky. Um, that This film holds a mirror up to society in many ways, right? Um, and shows that this is the way that we are. And uh, even the Joker himself at some point says this mm. is what society's like. Um, and it, yeah, it's true, it rings, it rings true. But see if you're going to pros- propose those questions, right? See if you're going to bring up those questions of what society's like with like the, the 1%, the, the, like, the killings, murders, and like like the poor getting shot on and like stuff like that questions that get asked a lot um, see if you're directing a film and it's asking these questions see if you get asked about it in an interview why turning and say on oh, um i can't believe like he, there's a couple of times he's actually turned and said oh well um that will ask up to interpretation like no it's not for interpretation mate you're mm. clearly saying these things for a reason you need to go yeah. through with them like the it's and it the fact that it's as if he's been told to do it, which I, I 100% don't believe. I feel like he was the one that did it. Warner Brothers would not have told him to then that he'd... political stuff in. If anything, they would have exactly, like, exactly. You know what I mean? Um, so it annoys me that he's he's went out his way, he's went out his way to make this mentally, this essentially mental health driven, like downfall of a man with all these questions about society and all these graves about society and not. Kind of back it up. Basically, you're not backing up your own thing. Um, that's one of the that's one of the major things I have with this because it just annoys me. Um, th- there's a lot of times in a film I feel like it was handholding. Um, you could take the Joker out of the film, take yeah. Gotham out it, uh, take the couple of name drops. You've still got a good film. 
um, about a guy who just had a yeah. really bad day, um, a really bad couple of days, which is good on one hand mm. and bad on the other. Because I feel like, again, that's not the joker in my yeah. eyes. Um, that I, I went in this film on the open mind that I was not going to make a comparison to Jack Nicholson, Cesar Romero or Heath Ledger mm. because I don't want that. I want a joker to be like timeless. Um, but what all jokers have in common is they want chaos because it's fun. Um, they have a laugh about it. This film kind of changes that and I get that he wants to make it different. But one hand, he's such a lucky bastard mm. in it. Um, it becomes one of the most unluckiest guys in the film to one of the luckiest guys, but in the weirdest yeah. way possible. Um, and I feel like that I really want this film to stay as it is. I think over time it will be better for me. I think it, I think Joaquin Phoenix's performance will overshadow everything I've got wrong with it because um, I think it was just good. He studied a lot, and it, it, there's very unnerving and very unhinged scenes yeah. of just him. Um, and, he d and he's not getting any dialogue, it's just him being hit. Like, I love the fact, like, we tiny things, like, the, the very start of the film, you see him running in his clown <laughs> shoes. Um, but see the way he's running? Uh, I don't know if you noticed this. He, he runs like that for the full film, even when yeah. he's in normal shoes. <laughs> because he's got the whole. He, uh, that's what he wants to be. Well, not wants to be, that's what just the way he is. He just. A clown. Like, he doesn't understand yeah. the reality. There's a lot of stuff in it. There's a lot of like spoilery questions and answers and all that. But I think the main point is, I wish I seen this film as without as much DC kind of input. And it's weird for me to say that as a superhero fan, but like I don't feel like um, it needed as much as the injection of uh, DC inside it. I think as a Joker film, it's quite good. Um, but I really hope. I, I know it's going to make a lot of money. I really hope that it doesn't have a uh, prompt sequels and it doesn't prompt mm. its own universe. I really want it to stay the way it is. Um, I, I, I'll let you I just think it. that I actually agree with you on all the points there. I think this should be a standalone movie, and any talk of the sequel to it just needs to die right now because this isn't this is like a one off comic where you get the origin of the Joker finally. You know what I'm saying? This shouldn't be leading into a series on its own. What I didn't like particularly about this movie is the way that it takes the Joker and sort of makes him a sympathetic character in a sense. Like, I didn't walk away from this movie hating the Joker. I didn't walk away from this movie thinking what he did was wrong. But objectively, I really should because he's killed a shit ton of people. You know what I mean? But because he has been made into this political symbol, the movie seems to present him as maybe on the right side of it all. And I do think to a certain extent that's the wrong message to, say, to send um, because personally I think that we should stick to sort of passivity when we can and violence should only be our last resort. I get in films things are heightened but it didn't really sit well with me to a large extent. Yeah, I get what you mean. So the the whole... He's... I get, see the whole sympathetic side of it, I get what you mean. Like, it's not a spoiler but the very start in the trailer you see um, the Joker running and he gets his bolt uh, smashed mm -hmm. against him and he gets beaten up uh, so that's the beginning of the film and see that tight that part um, I felt really sorry for him and I'm sure uh, that was the whole aim you feel bad yeah. for him because he's trying to make a job he's a clown he's trying to smile but he can't because he's like life shitting on him um, but that doesn't stop throughout the whole film like he's he's constantly life's against him and he's you don't feel like he's angry you just feel like he's unwell he's not okay yeah um, 
and I think that's the way you feel as well. You you feel like by the end of the film you feel everything's justified, but it shouldn't mm-hmm. be like with with your Heath Ledger, with your Jack Nicholson, um, they had motives, they had a they had a name, and like even though they didn't focus, well Jack Nicholson especially didn't focus on the mental health part. He was just like a mm-hmm. a, a comic book villainster. Yeah, but with Heath Ledger, it was more up to interpretation. Um, so, but like that was a different kind of mental. Like he could have PTSD. You could have like it was very like, it was open interpretation. But at the end of the day, see, whenever you wanted to walk away from the, heat, the Joker and he was doing everything because he wanted to do whether you liked it or not, not even just the people in the film, but the audience. Like if he stabbed yeah. somebody, he didn't care, um, and neither should you. Like or he'll stab you. It was kind of like that. But I feel like in this, if he stabbed somebody, he had a reason. Like he was getting made fun of or anything. Exactly. But the Joker, like prime example, the Joker in the Dark Knight. Um, shoved a guy's face through a pencil because he wanted to. Um, yeah. Whereas I don't feel like this Joker had any scenes like that where he just wanted to do that. There was a couple of scenes where he'd done things that he wanted to, yeah, but there was like something behind it as to, right, he wanted, he done this because of why, or like he was constantly getting beaten up. Or I'll, my Joker is very much like. Do you know where we'd have changed that though? Sorry to jump in, but do you know where so, we'd changed it? And I've been thinking about this since the movie, right? See if I'd got an image and it's disturbing an image of it as it may be that Joker had killed the mother and daughter that he'd been thinking he'd be going out with in the flat Mm -hmm. that immediately places Joker as a bad guy yeah but this is what I mean like you can't just flip it at that point you can't flip it Um, it needs to be consistent like this is what I mean like you if you're going to make the you're going to be sympathizing with the Joker you need to sympathise it to a certain level, I think, and then still make him as mental. This is why he's like always in the like number one spot. Everyone's calling the villain list because he's just mental when he does things the way he wants. Um, yeah, but the the way I see the joke as well, he he is he is the yin to Batman Jang. That's what yeah. it is. So Batman being a like the number one detective, the best superhero in DC universe wise, and he's so smart, he's so clever, he's but even with all that, all those skills and all that knowledge, he still struggles to beat the Joker. But mm. I feel like this Joker would get absolutely horsed by the Batman. Um, yeah, definitely. But, but this is the point I'm getting. So, but it's also a Joker with twenty years to grow. That, that bear in mind. But aye, true, true. So he could turn into the Joker that I want him to be. But this is what annoys me. So if. The, the, well, again, not spoilers, but the you see the Thomas Wayne is in this film, so therefore Bruce Wayne is in this film, right? And it's very much alluded to that, like this is the universe, like it, it will fall on, like not even mm-hmm. not in the movie wise, but like this is the way it starts, like yeah. this is the start of Bruce Wayne um, on his on his downfall on his spiral, right? And what annoys me is since it, it, it like forces that in your throat, see if it just hinted at it, I wouldn't mm-hmm. have minded as much, but see if it forces it down your throat, it makes me think when this Batman grows up and the 20 years experienced Joker's there, he's going to absolutely horse him, hand it to him, unless you're going to downplay Batman. But, I mean, yeah. I liked, I liked, see, because it was a Joker, I liked it solely on the Joker and it was kind of based on the killing Joker a little bit, a little bit of the Dark Knight Returns, um, and it was his own thing. Yes. But I, I didn't, That's immediately I, what I thought with the talk show. Yeah, that, I did in the Dark Knight Returns. I didn't like. I didn't. As weird as it is, I don't like all the DC aspects of it. I'll, see if it didn't have as much as the DC aspects on it. I would have loved it 
I would have liked it more because um, the Joker is just a pure world upon his selling. I mean, at the end of the day, like there is, you could take this film and run with it and think, well, it could have been all a dream because there was many a times there was hallucinations and dreams in this mm. film. You could say that um, everything that happened up until the halfway point, it was all in Arthur Fleck's mind because at the very end of the film, I mean, it could just be that. Um, mm. But, like, it's very unlikely because it's just the way it is. But I think the more I thought about it, the more I realised that the film, I think it's trying to be a lot more than it is. But I think, see, if they didn't have Joaquin Phoenix trying his best with it, it would have been a lot more flat. But Joaquin Phoenix did. Like, there was a lot of, and that's exactly what I wanted to do, was just a lot of unnervy scenes and, like, yeah. scenes that would last a wee bit too long than yeah. they should have. And just to make you uncomfortable. Yeah. If like when's this gonna stop? But you—that's the reason. Like that's—that's that's what would happen if the Joker was sitting there with you. It would just make you uncomfortable. Would make you on edge. You would, yeah. And that's exactly what it was. And I think it succeeds in those parts. But other I, parts, I'm like, what the fuck? I do have to disagree with you on not all of the DC stuff, but I think I found the Thomas and Bruce Wayne involvement more effective than you did because I kind of liked the way that this movie challenges Batman's whole ethos. Because it hints that not only is Batman's whole mission based on a lie that his dad was the saviour of Gotham, but see the unconfirmed theory that Joker could be his half-brother. That I found very interesting. Um, that's That's been toyed with in the comics a lot, from what I've known. Um, which I hate. I despise that uh, yeah. idea. Um the whole reason for the Joker is like it's like the Dark Knight Returns. So when Batman retired, the Joker went into Arkham Asylum and went quiet because the whole reason for the Joker exists is for Batman to exist and vice versa. Um, they're just two forces mm-hmm. against each other, um, but by making them relation makes it weird. I think mm. um, it makes it less good versus evil. It makes it like it's like a family feud, and they've got it in their blood, which they don't, because then that takes away Batman. Like likeness because it's because everyone loves Batman is because he built everything from the ground up like mm. he he's not a superhero he got all the martial arts training and he became the Batman off his own terms and the Joker became the Joker because he's mental so when you make it a relation thing it's as if the two of them have got something in their blood that makes them like somehow special for everyone else and then it just becomes a weird thing mm. so the half brother thing I was like oh please don't follow through with this and I mean, it still toys with it, but I also, that's the only thing I like about the film, it still makes the Joker's origin a total mystery. Yeah. Like, you still don't know who he is. You still, he's still just this random person. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, no, I think the Bruce Wayne thing is a bit odd. And uh, it's not odd, it's people are making a really weird thing on the internet, like the, 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 the Joker would be 20 years uh, older than Batman. It would be like a lot easier fight for the Batman as well in that term but people seem to forget that Jack Nicholson and Michael uh, Keaton would you cry him? Michael Keaton I was about to say um, what was Beetlejuice. that film he was in before Batman no mother uh, the one about him being a mum uh, Mrs. Doubtfire oh, no shit no uh, right? Mrs. Okay. Mum no. I've never seen this I've <laughs> never seen this do you know, <laughs> do you know well it doesn't matter um, aye so like it's kind of like 
Jack Nicholson, like, is Jack Nicholson and Jack Napier killed yeah. Bruce Wayne's mom and dad in Batman 89? So it's like basically the same kind of age gap and it still works. Um, but I think people, since because of the Marvel um, structure, people are expecting this to be on an expanded mm. universe level. They're expecting like sequels and tie-ins and add really don't want that i want it to be on its own i don't want sequels and i really don't want warner brothers to go oh we can make a lot of money at this because it's it won't work it just i think a sequel ruin it Joaquin phoenix will not come back to a sequel i think he's he did uh, say he would. done with this apparently uh, he said in an interview this week he's been he's been the one wild. pitching ideas to todd phillips to do it again uh people are really i've seen a lot i've not seen youtube videos i've seen just uh, titles and people uh, are very much um, pushing for looking for Easter eggs and hints that this Bruce Wayne is Robert mm. Pattinson. Uh, so that when the Batman film comes out, the long Halloween, that the Joker in that will be working Phoenix, which I th- honestly, sincerely fucking hope not. That's a horrendous idea. Especially because um, there's going to be so no many else. villains in that Batman movie as well. Like, so many. Uh, yeah. So. Um, the only thing I'll take away from this is uh, I like the performance. I liked it as a film on its own, but um, I just I was I think even though I went in open minded, I think I expected a bit more hmm. from it than I should have. Um, I don't know where I stand on it, and that's hard to do the review this early for me. This is a movie I think I'll be stewing on for a long time. I think it's a movie I need a second watch of. It's a movie I won't be able to watch right away again, though. <laughs> so that kind of... I'm going to be left with this sort of question mark around the Joker for a while. The only thing that I can say definitively about it is I do believe he'll be at least nominated and will probably win unless something comes out that would work in the next couple of months. Yeah, I think um, he's been talking <laughs> for one anyway. And one thing I will say, though, is um, in Jimmy yeah. Kimmel's interview... No. Uh, have you seen it? No. No. You heard about it? So just go and watch it. <laughs> right, Alex, when you so No, no, no. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix went on the Jimmy Kimmel show um, and Jimmy Kimmel was asking Joaquin Phoenix. So Joaquin Phoenix obviously has infamously um, said that he does not like talk shows mm-hmm. and all the rest of it. Um, he's just a weird guy. Not a weird guy in the sense of he's strange, but he's a weird guy that mm-hmm. he's just awkward. Um, so when Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Kimmel's asking him question upon question and it's like, it's very much... No, it's very much like the scene in um, The Joker when The Joker Aye. goes on the talk show and it's very awkward and like he's laughing at different points but like so Joaquin's sitting there and uh, Jimmy Kimmel's asking questions about him being weird and his acting style and uh, so basically in The Joker The Joker does a lot of dancing as I've mentioned before he does yeah. fucking too much of um, he does a lot of weird dancing and weird moves and in the trailer you see him bouncing down the stairs yeah. and he's got this beat about him and he can dance so uh, Jimmy Kimmel said, oh, oh, you can really dance in this film. And uh, Joaquin is saying, oh, well, I got a bit of cardboard. I put it in my living room and like I just, I just danced on it. And the whole audience starts laughing and Jimmy Kimmel's like, are you serious? Are you put a bit of cardboard? And the saddest way he can, Joaquin, without laughing, says, you're all making fun of me, but um, I took it very seriously. And it's unbelievably heartbreaking, right? And it, like it makes the whole place, the studio itself, like awkward because Jimmy Kimmel starts reeling back in, going, "Oh no, 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 no!" And then he starts. So Jimmy Kimmel does the absolute weirdest thing ever, and he shows an outtake that Todd Phillips sent or Warner Brothers sent um, from the Joker, right. right? 
And it's the scene when the Joker's putting on his makeup. And Joaquin is having an argument with somebody behind the camera. The end. Like I don't that. know. He's having an argument with somebody. And he's like properly swearing and all this. So there's bleeps and all that. And uh, the clip ends with no laughter, no applause. And Jimmy Kimmel goes, what was that about? And Joaquin goes... Sorry, I'm so embarrassed. I don't know how to answer this. And there's another wee awkward pause, and Joaquin goes, "Can we just move on?" Like Jesus, like, that is weird. We don't say. Jimmy Kimmel's getting. Yeah. After seeing the mm. Joker, that, that is really weird. That is strange. should watch it after and he goes in Jimmy Fallon and Joaquin Phoenix is absolutely right as right laugh and stuff like this he's still weird and he's still awkward but Jimmy Fallon's kind of just kind of taking it the way he should be he was having a laugh him but oh my god the Jimmy Kimmel one it just makes you so uncomfortable and I can't imagine what it was like to be there as well um, but I Joaquin's a weird guy and the only the only two roles I remember him for is um the Joker well, and we're going to end with Joaquin Phoenix is a weird guy. I think that's a good way to sum up this conversation. Guys, we do have <laughs> new shows out. Most importantly, go and check out Super News, FT Super News, our YouTube exclusive show. Myself and Luca are on that with uh, Torres over at Full Time Football. Um, so go and get that a wee check out, guys. You know? um, next time, we will be back and we're talking about a less funny movie. Hereditary is our next show. <laughs> no, oh no! <laughs> Can't wait for you all oh, to be no. down with us together, guys. We'll see you next time. <laughs> Bye. Oh. <laughs> Bye. Oh, that was my reaction <laughs> to seeing the schedule. I was like, oh no, <laughs> I need to watch this again. <laughs>